Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. We're digging into the digital revolution and the extraordinary things that are happening here in the world of business. One of the things that's happening here is that as businesses in every industry change how they do things, how they grow, how they develop products, engage with customers and move into the future, they're requiring a new set of tools that help them move in these new digital approaches. And we are speaking with all of the big cloud companies to try to understand their new moves into industry solutions, industry products, and how they're positioning themselves to help their customers do things in the future that they were not able to do in the past. So we're delighted today to be speaking with two executives from ServiceNow. We've got Marshall Tyler, who's Vice President of Industry Solutions, and Abhijit Mitra, who is the Vice President for Industry Products. Gentlemen, welcome to Cloud Wars Live. It's great to have you. Hi, Bob. Nice to be here. Great to be here, too. Thank you. So, guys, you have been on a rocket ship at ServiceNow for the past couple of years. The growth, the recognition that companies move into dynamic new markets and, uh, you know, really becoming one of the disruptive forces in the business world and the technology world. So talk a little bit about what's going on with your industry strategies. Yeah, Bob, uh, you know, an industry strategy is a natural evolution of what we've always kind of been meant to do, which was really help our customers approach their customers in a way that is effective, adds for a great experience, allows their employees to have a great experience. And it's all about orchestrating work, right? So how does the work get done in a company that uh, in order to actually make sure that their customers are getting what they need in a quick way? So if you just kind of step back and start with your, really our customer's customer, you got to think about, you know, our customer's customers need different things from different industries. So, you know, the services to provide those things are going to be different. The work to provide those services are going to be different. The roles involved in that work to provide those services is going to be different. And so whether it's a customer who's trying to figure out, um, you know, how to help their customers, you know, dispute payments more effectively, or a customer who's trying to uh, help their customers set up a software-defined network and provision and have access to it more quickly, that type of services they're providing their customers the work to provide those services, it varies by industry. And so if we're all about making work flow and we're all about helping orchestrate work in a more digital, more efficient, more effective way, then we can make that customer's customer have a better experience. And along the way, we'll help the employee have a much better experience. And so taking an industry-led approach, recognizing that that work varies by industry is really critical to ServiceNow's path forward. Abjit, how's that reflected in the uh, emerging products from ServiceNow? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the genesis of ServiceNow and when Marshall talked about a platform where work gets done, that's really what uh, Fred Luddy, our founder, built. At the heart of ServiceNow, um, we have an engine that really helps to orchestrate this work across different departments in a company. And we applied that to IT. That's where our journey began. Mm -hmm. And we expanded beyond that into customer and uh, employee. And now we are taking that one step further with these industry workflows, which are specific workflows that we are building specific to the industries that we're catering to. So for example, in uh, financial services, what we are doing is we are automating the work that connects the front office to the middle and the back office. So there are like lots of different domains, like roughly about 200 domains with roughly around 2,500 different processes that banks uh, run on. So we are essentially uh, providing uh, products that uh, automate those processes in an out-of-box data model. 
uh, along with an ability to extend them by our customers and by our partners. So it's not just that we are building all these products that we take to market, but our customers and our partners actually build on top of them um, to have the workflows suited to their specific business processes. Abhijit, one of the things that we hear so often, right, is that uh, the move to the cloud, right, in the minds of the customers is supposed to be faster, simpler, easier. And at times they've run into situations, I think, where um, they've got uh, different sort of cloud vendors having their own approaches to things. And, and, you know, again, almost like dragging companies back into the 1990s, where things were more difficult, more time consuming, more expensive. And I think one of the things that's so much from the caught the imagination of the public is service now is helping to cut through that, right? And the things you always hear, you know, Bill McDermott and others from your company talk about the speed that's possible, that, you know, this is a sort of a uniting and enabling platform that's going on here. How does that play when you're talking about, you know, in, for example, as you mentioned, financial services, where they've got probably, you know, what, a couple thousand technology vendors they might be using? Yeah, so um, we consider ourselves as a system of engagement where ServiceNow orchestrates work across multiple systems. Um, and talking about speed, um, one, of our, uh, one of our initial customers, a large UK-based bank, uh, they were facing this challenge in the middle of COVID where the outsourced work that they had in a different country uh, couldn't be carried out because of COVID-related lockdown. So it was a complete business disruption and the bank needed to rapidly, quickly move that work um, back into the UK and, uh, and do it in a cost uh, effective way. Um, so with our solution, they went live in eight weeks and they achieved a 70% reduction in cost and a 1500 times faster processing time. Meaning the time that they used to process one request from customers in the middle and back office in the same time, they can do 1,500 uh, uh, requests now, integrating over 100 systems in the whole process. Um, just an example of how ServiceNow helps work get done faster, more efficiently. So obviously, those are some remarkable numbers. I'm just going to ask you to, to double check my, uh, my note taking here. Eight weeks. Yep. 70% improvement on cost. Yep. 1,500 time improvement on speed. Yes and uh, modernizing 100 different systems. More than. More than, uh, all right, darn it, my math. That is the sort of thing, right? So if, if you're that company on the other side, they might've imagined before this, oh my God, if we're gonna do those things, you know, we, we gotta block out two and a half years to make this happen. And you were done, did this in three weeks. So is this, uh, for, for both of you, Abhijit and Marshall, is this that type of example, that's becoming the new expectation, right? That's the new, new normal. Yeah, you know, Bob, this is the point, right? Of having a single data model, a single architecture. When a customer is able to build on a single data model, a single architecture, they can build quickly, right? Mm -hmm. And so their time to value is so much faster, right? A lot of people can say they've got a cloud for the industry. Well, we've got a single data model, a single architecture. A cloud can mean anything. It can be coupled together tons of different things that may not work very well together. It may be very difficult to actually build on top of and move quickly, but this is exactly what our customers need. I mean, exactly that use case. It's the pandemic. We need to onshore our resourcing around payments. We still have to provide a payment solution right? The customer still needed a payment solution. And so they're able to build quickly with ServiceNow and our help 
to be able to um, provide that need. And that's just, you know, one of sort of many examples of how customers are adapting so quickly to the changing market conditions, leveraging ServiceNow. And the more that we're able to bring industry expertise, industry talent, industry um, products and capabilities and integrations and data models, the more we can bring that to bear, the more quickly our customers can do just this type of stuff. And it also helps to us to react quickly to market conditions. For example, with uh, a vaccine administration management solution, which is out there in the market, um, which is really helping governments and hospitals um, you know, vaccinate um, citizens on a, <clears throat> on a quicker time, uh, time schedule. Um, so one of our customers used this product to vaccinate 1,400 staff members, caregivers in just 11 hours. Um, so it's not just a speed of building, which is really important uh, with the one data model and the homogeneous platform that we have, but it's also the ROI and the, uh, and the impact that it has on people's lives, actually, um, in, a, in, a, in a quick manner. And that's really also important to us. Well, and here's a really cool thing. On that speed, they did that in five days. Bob, in five days, they had that solution up and running. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh so guys, this is, it's interesting because I guess, you know, over the uh, year and a half or so that uh, Bill McDermott's been the CEO, he has at times uh, talked about the, the need, you know, to move into different vertical industries or more specialization there, right? As the company grows and to move the technology that ServiceNow has this, uh, the platform of platforms into different markets like that. So from a company that, you know, really, uh, distinguished itself and grew to, you know, a significant size being focused around IT. It's been interesting to hear how functionally you're moving across different horizontal lines, but then now so taking those capabilities and moving those forward into different industries. So could you talk a little bit about what that's like, right? For a company that was initially centered on working with IT departments, now it seems like you're working with CEOs, CMOs, CFOs, CHROs. What's that journey been like? Yeah, I mean, look, I think that that's a strength for us. I, I, increasingly, you know, companies are looking to their IT organizations, they're looking at the CIO and saying, help me digitally transform. The CIO has a seat at the table and it's actually, I was reading a statistic of CIOs being thought of very much like COOs now because the digital transformation agenda is so prominent on the minds of the C-suite and they're looking to IT. And so our relationship with IT and with the CIO is actually a real strength for us. But what we see is this convergence of IT now into specific businesses like in telecom where, hey, IT is converging with the network. You want to be able to run the network like you run IT. Well, that's a phenomenally great opportunity for us and just speaks to taking some of these core differentiators, including relationships and, say, and being able to position really quickly to help our customers really with some really core business challenges. I mean, the network is where uh, you know, and a, a telecom operator spends a, a third of their operating expense in the network, right? Mm -hmm. So we can pivot and help them in the yeah. in this core area. We can unlock a ton of value for them and quickly. Yeah, um, really. If you think about the network, Bob, in telecom specifically, where Marshall mentioned this, um, it, the network drives the customer experience. It's it's really the network. So when you subscribe into a telco service, you are subscribing to the quality of that network. That's what we are doing. And um, as you know, most of our customers today um, are run our IT, uh, IT products to run their internal networks. So the telcos are actually benefiting from the same value that we bring to the table for IT. So our telecom network performance management solution 
together with our telecom service management solution essentially does that. It allows telcos to better assure the service of the network while assuring customer service and able to react better to customers' demands. Um, yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah. And, and you know, Bob, just Bob, just to throw into that, it's just, just, just additional color on this. You know, Abhijit and I sat in front of an executive um, with a European telecom operator who was a, te a network executive. And she said to us point blank, I've seen what you can do for IT. I want that in my network. Uh -huh. Right? Marshall, so it's no wonder why AT&T and others are really leaning into ServiceNow and the value proposition we can bring to the network. Marshall, talk a little bit about what it, when she said, I want, uh, I've seen what you've done. I want that, you know, in my part of the business. What is that it that she wants you to translate over? Yeah. There are two parts to it. Like maybe I can just um, give my interpretation of that. <laughs> there are two parts to it. One is the ability to uh, essentially manage and monitor the networks like you do your internal IT systems. And like Marshall said, the network is increasingly becoming software defined. And in that domain, um, it essentially behaves like a, any other software defined service. Um, and that's really what ServiceNow is good at in monitoring the systems and then proactively taking actions. Um, so that's essentially what uh, she was referring to. The other part that she was referring to is this connection between the network to the services that you provide to your customers, to the customer themselves. So this three layer of customer service and network is actually what we can represent within our data model, single data model that we were talking about. Um, and the third element is actually a third element as well, is a lot of the B2B customers of these telcos are actually IT meaning they already run ServiceNow for the IT service management. So the largest customers of these telcos are actually um, asking the telcos to better integrate their own customer service and service assurance solutions to their customers' IT SM solution. And that's where we are also catering to what we call an e-bonding solution. Okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, as you described it there, Abhijit, I, I wanted to ask Marshall to pick up on something, Marshall, you mentioned at the top of the conversation about the customer's customer, yeah. right? And it seems like, you know, we've, we've the, the, what I would call the traditional world of business. So up until the last three or four years ago, five years ago, but we had those things like B2B companies, we had B2C companies, and they didn't stray outside of those boundaries. And then inside companies, we have this uh, thing that I, uh, Abhijit, you referred to it briefly and how you're helping companies overcome this, but they had this antiquated notion of a front office and a back office. Uh, I think if I'm a consumer now, sometimes I want to talk to somebody in product engineering. I want to talk to somebody <clears throat> in sales or service or whatever. So I think those notions of front office, back office, right? They're going away and companies are trying to develop a whole end to end, almost like the office of the customer. Right. And, the B2B companies don't want to have this blind spot, right? Where there's somebody in between them and the person who eventually uses their product. So some of those old ways of doing business and looking at business and connecting up and down in an end-to-end -end way, those are going away. Is this something that, that uh, Marsha, could you talk a little bit more about how ServiceNow helps with that? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I just start, we see this perfect paradigm in financial services with the rise of the FinTechs, right? And so, you know, FinTechs came up and they solved a specific business challenge for a customer. And, and the financial services firms first looked at the FinTechs and said, oh, wow, they've got this really interesting way that they connect with the customer. Their UI is really great and slick and they can do it on mobile. And wow, that's really powerful. It must be easier for the customer that way. 
And so they went and solved that layer, that challenge and, and have done a fairly good job at that. But the problem is what the fintechs were really doing was they had streamlined getting the work done to support that customer. So there was no layers of bureaucracy, uh, silos of, of where the work gets done, where you're throwing it over the wall to some other department who's then got it sitting in a queue and there's no visibility, who then throws it over to somebody else who's got their own set of priorities in their own queue. And they're all working in these antiquated mainframe systems and you know just this terrible experience for the customer, right? The FinTech had like four people, they were sitting next to each other, figuring out how to get the work done quickly. And yeah. so if you go back to what Abhijit just brought up, you know, that major European bank who just onshored their payments and was able to do things a 1500 times faster yeah. than they were able before, they just became a fintech. Yeah. Literally just became a fintech with how quickly they're able to process that work. And, and I think that's what customer, that's what our customers, customers want. They want things done, not just in a pretty way. They want it done in an efficient and effective way. And they want to be able to know that they can engage directly with somebody. And that person has visibility into the entire work that's gonna get done for them. And when you think about our platform of platforms, right? The idea that those people who were doing that work for them are all on their different systems of record and we can pull them out of those systems of record and mm -hmm. into one common platform. And now that front office worker or that retail person or even the customer on the website can see the status of the work getting done, right? That can actually have end-to-end -end visibility, which by the way, the employees love too, because now these employees have been sitting in the middle and back office who are who kind of punch in and punch out and just work off a queue of work every day. They can see the end customer. They can see how they're impacting it. They can see how their improvement is impacting the customer's overall experience. And so that's just such a powerful thing, Bob. You're just dead on this, this changing dynamic of how customers interact with their customers and what their customers really want from them in terms of efficiency, effectiveness, visibility, transparency. And that's what ServiceNow does. That's how work has to get done. And that's you know only increasingly magnified through things like a pandemic when everybody can't sit next to each other anymore. Yeah. Right? Hey, Marsh, I wanted to, just to follow up quick on that. I know uh, you know some of the, the, the public comments that uh, your CEO, Bill McDermott, has made recently. He's described that in some ways as you were talking about those people who are stuck, right? I can just see the systems record. I can't really move on what somebody's asking. He's described that sort of work as soul crushing. Yeah. Then companies wonder, gee, why are the employee churn so high in these in these areas? Yeah. Right. And so you're sort of like popping the 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 roof off that building and letting the sun in, letting them be able to do things and and you know solve problems, get involved, be part of the value chain. How much more motivated are you day to day when you can see the impact your work has on the customer? and on your peers. How much more work motivated are you when you're well connected to them in that way? And then, you know, it's just, it all kind of, it all comes together in a very reinforcing way. It's a better customer experience. It's a better employee experience, but, but you know, and so, you know, who wouldn't want that? That's what digital transformation is about. That's the power of digital transformation is improving experience and efficiency at the exact same time. And that's what ServiceNow's platform is beautifully built to do. It's no longer just how you directly connect with your customer through your UI. It's how you get the work done. So the yeah. customer has a great experience, right? That's yeah. what ServiceNow's technology is just so purposefully built to be able to do. Single data model, single architecture. And by the way, if that customer who's the European bank um, and, and wants to do more on our platform, they can quickly do that because they have that data model already. They can build their own applications, low code, no code, right off of it. I mean, how powerful is that? Yeah.
Yeah. So Abhijit, I want to ask um, if you could comment a little bit about how the the focus of what you and your teams are doing with industry products, how that uh, engages with or interacts with you know the, the the sort of service now at large. And just in the context of this, was at the end of February, uh, Sachin Adela made a video where he was talking about some of their new industry specific solutions, and he said that we as a company at Microsoft now have a, an industry first focus. And at Salesforce recently, their executive vice president for industry clouds, he said, we now across the company have an industry first focus. Can you talk at all about the role that these industry products that you're developing play within the broader company? Yeah, so the industry products sit on top of the broader portfolio of ServiceNow. And so, as you know, we have uh, IT workflows, employee workflows, customer workflows, and platform. These are four um, traditional businesses. So industries essentially reuses features and functions from across the entire portfolio of ServiceNow today. And then essentially bundles them into solutions. That's what we do, essentially bundles them into solutions with additional industry-specific data model or workflows, just like we're describing today for payments or cards and banking or network operations in telecommunications or vaccine administration management and healthcare and so on and so forth. And then we go to market with those solutions. Um, so essentially we leverage the work or rather the other way to look at it is that the entire company is aligned towards essentially helping us build these industry solutions is one of our top company priorities today. It's one of the top three company priorities. Um, and the architecture of ServiceNow makes this very easy to do as well. Because ServiceNow has something that I haven't seen in many other company that I've worked in or, 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 or in any of our competitors either, which is uh, an easy, easy way to extend horizontal functionality, mm -hmm. an easy way to inherit all the capabilities that, the, that like hundreds of developers in ServiceNow are building, and then take them into vertical specific workflows. That's something very unique to ServiceNow that really helps us build and deploy our solutions at a much faster space. Yeah, yeah. So gentlemen, let me just take a break here for a quick word from our sponsor, BMC. BMC wants to know, is your business on its A game? That's when systems are intelligent by learning from markets where automation is paramount yet effortless and when technology and people work as one in an enterprise. The A game is your business at its absolute best. BMC calls this the autonomous digital enterprise. Find out more at bmc.com slash a game. I'm just building on that. You know, the, the beautiful thing about approaching a customer from an industry perspective is you're approaching them from, you're identifying with their problems. You're speaking their language. You're putting yourself in their shoes. You're saying, what business imperatives do you have? What are the problems or challenges you're having to meet those business imperatives? And then we can bring the full suite of solution of capabilities from ServiceNow to bear including yeah. new capabilities built into our industry products to meet those business, pro to overcome those business problems so they can meet their business imperatives. And so we really get this opportunity to be customer first. And ServiceNow as a whole, you know, that is our mantra. We are all about the customer. We want to be customer first. We're customer in to make sure we understand their challenges and then bring the full power of ServiceNow to bear to solve their challenges. So this is, this is very different, um, I don't know, Bob, um, from other companies that you may have observed where when you start building industry solutions, a lot of these companies tend to do them in a silo. So essentially they rebuild a lot of stuff instead of reusing. At ServiceNow, we don't do it that way at all. That's why I said the architecture of ServiceNow really makes it well suited for essentially taking these solutions to the market and satisfying the customer's needs the way our customers 
you know, want us to do it. Right. And Abhijit, that then is, that's one of the factors, right, that plays into, you said, the development of these industry-specific solutions now being one of the top priorities for the company? Absolutely. Yeah. So, guys, one of the last things I wanted to be sure to ask you about was um, uh, this notion of, you know, we've had some companies, uh, you know, they've been in an industry for 200 years, 150, 100 years, right? You know, the industry sort of was there as, you know, the, the boundaries and almost these silos. Um, Marsh, you've talked some about fintech. We see this in the, the telco companies. They're also operators, but they own retail stores. We've seen retail companies become consumer product companies and vice versa. So, um, you know, up and down these, as you see uh, these, these shapes and contours and boundaries of industries changing, how will ServiceNow then be able to help these companies do whatever they need to do in the coming years to adapt and evolve and be in the markets that offer growth and opportunity? Well, that's just it. That's the beautiful thing about what, our, what we're able to do. Right? We're trying to help work work better for people. Right? We're trying to help them orchestrate the work in a way that helps them meet their business imperatives. And those business imperatives change. So the way that they need to model their work will change. And that's the beauty of the ServiceNow, the flexibility of our platform. Right, so you have the common data model. So you can change the way, okay, so you wanna redefine a service, great. Change the way you configured that service. You have different systems that you need to work with, great. Integrate with those systems and monitor those systems. You know, uh, that's, that's part of what sort of the adaptability and, and the speed of service now that plays just right into our strengths. And I don't think it's gonna quiet down anytime soon, Bob, right? Like, yeah. I yeah. think we're only just sort of on the precipice of how work is changing, how, businesses are redefining themselves. And so, and as a consequence, the services they're gonna provide have to be redefined and the way they would provide those services has to be redefined. And, and so it just plays, we always say like Wayne Gretzky, you know, says skate yeah. where the puck is going, Bob, the puck is coming directly at us. Uh -huh. This is exactly what we want to be doing. We're exactly the technology to help customers meet these ever-changing business challenges. And, and you see that in the example, some of the examples that we went through today, whether it's in telecom or, 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 or banking or, 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 or vaccine administration management. And the, the, it's, it's one of the things I do want to point out is that it's not that we're going in there and replacing everything. That's not really what the idea here is at all. Um, so these uh, systems, some of which are like been there for, like you said, for hundreds of years, for yeah. <laughs> a very long time. <laughs> um, we don't want to go and rip and replace these things. Uh, we want to integrate into the systems. And it's really the orchestration of work that happens across these systems or in the white spaces that fall through in between. That's really where we are automating stuff. So it's really the system of engagement um, that gets this work done for people. Um, that's really where our focus on. So it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of like, you know, uh, plug and play with the existing um, ecosystem that's out there. So guys, one of the last things that I, I wanted to ask you about here was, uh, I think this was a week, uh, I'm sorry, about a month ago, but the, the new CEO of Amazon, Andy Jassy, who had been the CEO of AWS since it started, he said that uh, they believe now that less than 5% of total global IT spending is in the cloud. So, you know, as you were both just saying, we're not at near the end or the midpoint of this. We're just at the very beginning of what is happening here. So could you talk a little bit about where you see this, you know, big new move into industry specific capabilities going uh, as, you know, more and more companies say the cloud is not just a nice option to have, it's a must have 
for where we want to go in the future. I think you just extend the metaphor. If the, not just the cloud is a must-have, industry is a must-have. You, you have to approach your customers from their point of view. You have to understand their specific challenges. And once you can do that, you can bring, whether you're a service now or you're another company, you can bring the capabilities of the technology together to help solve those challenges. So I think the entire industry, everybody is, this is, this is the gravity right now, right? And, yeah. um, you know, we're excited to be, we're excited to be doing what we're doing here because we think it's particularly important at ServiceNow where you're trying to really help change the way work gets done, work in service of the people. And these changes, you know, uh, ServiceNow is a technology that not only allows you to provide this better customer experience for this, but actually a better employee experience too. And so we think it's really important that we're a core part of how, you know, customers are evolving in this, this maturity curve. I mean, if you look at the history of uh, enterprise software um, in the on-premise world, um, industries was the last bastion, really. That's really where all the companies went. Um, so if you look at now the history of uh, cloud software, um, for, again, enterprise software, specifically, um, that is the next big battleground, really. That's the ne next <laughs> next place for all of us to go. And nobody has really done it well. So uh, so it's it's really you know, up to us to see, you know, how we get it done uh, better um, than what we have seen get done in some of the on-premise companies, for example. Um, so I think the, it, you know, the, the, the race has just started. The game has just begun. <laughs> it's, it's just a long way to go. And, uh, and that, and I think the vendor that really understands and learns from the history and figures out how to get it, how to get it, how to do it better going forward, uh, will be the winner in the long run. Yeah, and I know um, the week of April twenty sixth, we're going to be launching. The, so we'll certainly continue the Cloud Wars Top Ten, but there's going to be a second one called the uh, Industry Cloud Top Ten. So part of the uh, the the fruits of this discussion, getting to hear from each of you about what ServiceNow is doing. This will be a big component that goes into our evaluation of, you know, how the different companies get ranked on that industry cloud top 10. So uh, Marshall and Abhijit, I wanted to offer each of you a chance for a final thought. Abhijit? Well, I mean, industries is a really important topic at ServiceNow, uh, but we're still new on this journey. Um, we have seen a lot of what has happened in the in the past in uh, in enterprise software, and we are learning from those. And we feel there's a huge opportunity ahead um, for us here at ServiceNow, especially in the way we are um, building the solutions and taking them to market uh, with the differentiation that we have in ServiceNow's platform and the focus that we have on workflows. Um, so I'm really excited about where this is going, and uh, I love to see you know what you think about ServiceNow and our industry strategy in the context of the overall uh, cloud uh, vendors that you're looking at. I'll just say, Bob, first, thank you, both. thank you so much for having us on. It's a, we really enjoy the opportunity to talk about ServiceNow. As you can tell, we're very passionate about this. And there's reason for that. You know, again, if we start back at sort of our customer's customer, and if you really want to be able to change the way our customers are interacting with their customers, you have to, you really have to get in their shoes. You have to understand the services they're providing. And, and so if we want to be able to have massively strategic relationships with our customers where we unlock significant value for them across all parts of their company, you've got to be industry-led, right? You have to work from the customer in and doing that means you're going to be industry-led. 
And so we think we're just at the start of really becoming, um, you know, one of the top two, three technology vendors for any of our customers. Um, and we think industry is going to be a really key part to achieving that. Great. Uh, Abhijit Marshall, thank you so much for your time here today. It's been illuminating. And I think as this whole uh, big move into industry solutions starts, it's great to get to understand more fully what the big players are doing, where you're headed. And I think you've both made an eloquent case for service now. So thank you both very much for your time here. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Take care. And also, folks, to all of you, thanks for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live. We hope as we continue to dig into the industry cloud phenomenon, what that is playing, what role that's playing in the overall digital revolution, we're going to see more and more great innovations like we've just discussed with ServiceNow. Thanks for joining us. We'll hope to see you next time.